Welcome to the great conversation where ideas matter. Ideas can shape markets, they can change the world. For uh, some time, I've been seeking people who have a front row seat into um, the technology that will, on occasion, disrupt how we think about our business processes, as well as optimize and possibly accelerate um, change in our work environments. And uh, since I sit on the Security Industry Association's Audio and Intelligent Communications Working Group, I met a gentleman who has for some time now been a accelerator. Um, that is, he um, is introduced to new technology and new business models and then helps companies go to market. And as part of this new working group, he's representing uh, Inside Acoustics. He's the chairman of Inside Acoustics, and I'd like to welcome today, Alan Blankstein. Alan, great having you today. The pleasure's mine. Um, one, of, uh, one of the things Alan's been involved with, we've talked a lot about on this podcast, uh, a sensor-driven world where uh, we now have the ability to aggregate data across a whole spectrum of devices and all parts of the company. And this is particularly relevant in uh, risk resilience and security. And um, what I'd like to ask Alan to do before we get into what his company does is take us on the journey about this audio and intelligent communications and why audio now is so important to business and what it uh, eventually will mean. Alan, can you step us through? I can try. Um, you know, when you, we go back a few centuries back to the beginning of the early 90s, when film was still silent, and I think it was around the 20s that the talkies came into production, the movies with a soundtrack. And a few years after that, nobody knew what a silent film is, except if you want to have some uh, historical retrospect. And if today we watch our favorite program, I doubt it if anybody's watching his TV on mute. And this is basically what the security monitoring guys are doing. They basically watching thousands of thousands of channels with the mute on, because they basically can't hear anything. They can just see. We can talk all day long about why that has occurred. And I would like to touch on that at some point, but what do we know about the brain and the processing of information that's relevant to this? Well, eyesight is basically, and visual stimuli is basically the number one uh, sense that we use to get perception of what's happening around us. I think it's around 83% of the stimuli that we get. But sound, for instance, is 11%. And these two senses together are the way we interact with the environment around us. The two combined complete the picture. Uh, they give most of the picture. I mean, uh, smell, uh, vibration, sense, also give something, but being without sight or being without, or being without the ability of hearing, being deaf is a, is a handicap. It's a real, real handicap. 
So, and yeah. no, go ahead. So with this sensor driven world, if I actually do have sensors that can, um, that are emanating audio, hmm. the technology that's on the horizon will allow me to do what? Well, uh, to be honest, I have a feeling that an amazing part of the cameras out there have some kind of audio capability. It's probably not turned on because basically it's mostly useless, but most cameras have at least the option of having a microphone. It's an Omni microphone and it's a very good microphone if you're talking very, very close to the camera. Uh, but we are used to be getting perception of an environment on a larger space. We're not focusing on a small portion of, of uh, an area of, let's say, half a meter and half a meter. We want to basically cover a whole area. And until today, it was very difficult to do. One, one way was basically spreading numerous microphones all over the place or using uh, directional microphones and focusing on a very, very specific location. These types of uh, use of microphones did not make sense uh, in the surveillance industries. It was not practical. It was not feasible in most cases. And of course it was not cost efficient until now. So the goal then is to treat each object like a what? <laughs> like a like a broadcasting channel and it's basically allowing you to anything that you see turn it in turn that object basically to a broadcasting station the idea is to be able to create virtual beams that can be directed digitally and steered towards any object of interest at any time seamlessly in real time or forensically and basically tap into that specific source and start listening. Sounds a bit uh, frightening, you know. You remember 1984, Big Brother's watching? Mm -hmm. Well, now he's, now he's listening. Well, we said the same thing about cameras. So let's, you know, every new technology of human beings has a inherent threat or risk within it. Every technology can be used for good or bad. So. Let, let's get beyond that for a second and look at the opportunity. So you're saying um, directional, highly directional. Give, give me a couple examples. Think about, for instance, um, a surveillance person watching, what, let's say, a terminal, a train station terminal, and he sees a guy wearing civilian clothes, pointing a gun, Somewhere into the distance, he cannot see the, the, the object he's pointing the gun at. An, an immediate threat. There's no doubt about it. But if we had a soundtrack to this and we give you the following two options. One is, hey, what did you do with my wife last night? You son of a bitch. That's one <laughs> option. Okay. And the other one, hey, guy, leave that girl alone. Drop the gun. Basically, you'll treat that specific threat differently. In one case, the guy is actually the threat himself. In the other one, we need to assist him to basically uh, treat another threat that we just, which is basically uh, hidden from our eyesight. 
It changes the scenario completely. It changes the way we react completely. It might change the outcome completely based on how I react. Well, absolutely. Uh, the context is everything and it could become highly relevant uh, in, in, uh, in the post in the post event situation, either from a legal compliance or regulatory standpoint as well. We're missing that 11% again that you were referring to uh, could mean the difference between life and death. In talking about security, it's one of the, one of the things that are actually, when it comes to privacy and infringing of privacy, it's actually the things that people are willing to give some of their freedoms away for protection. Of course, if it's managed correctly and not abused, but it mm -hmm. seems. One of the phrases you have used in the past, going back to the talkies for a second, is, um, and, and tying it back to your example of having audio at the camera or linked to the camera, is you suddenly, this is your phrase, you can hear with your eyes. Tell, tell me about that and, and give me a couple of other examples you've used in the past with your partners and your clients. Well, for example, and when you're watching a scene, and if you're able to pick up all the sound sources of that specific scene, you can basically provide like uh, an image of the sound and to be basically presented to your vision. So if there's a high pitch or, or a classified sound that we can define that's happening somewhere in the observed scene, we can highlight it sight. So it will get your attention to, to look at that direction and see the incident. For an example, uh, think about gunshot detection. Uh, very widely used. Nobody argues that this is an acoustic signal that should be allowed to tap into. But a lot of false positives are right now the biggest issue of uh, treating gunshot detection. I mean, a lot of them are, you know, backfire from a car, maybe something, someone dropped a book or whatever. Being able to connect an audio signal with a video image basically allows the operator to treat any event that's happening in real time and to basically analyze it, first of all, to define if it's a real event or not. Also, basically, to, to provide much more information to whoever's going to be responding to that specific incident. Maybe the image of the person that is associated with the gunshot or the car that is associated with the gunshot and so on. Again, changing the way we react to scene in a very, very positive and fast and efficient way. There's other ways of doing it. This, it doesn't have to be gunshot. I mean, an acoustic signature can basically be a glass breaking, could be a high pitched sound of showing stress in the, in the voice or a, someone crying. I mean, the amount, the, 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 the applications and the number of classifications that can be created is, as the imagination flies. It really is fascinating when you and I've talked about this in the past and you showed me some glimpses of this uh, visually back to um, I'm hearing with my eyes. It almost looks like a heat map that you're giving me that uh, it's giving me uh, a degree of location and range of that acoustic signature. Is that correct? The, at the time I showed you an image of detecting a 
you know, the, some of these drones are so small that you need really good optics to basically try and track them and find them. And even then, it's it's quite it's quite it's quite a challenge. But they have a very unique signature uh, of the motor of the rotor, and it, they can be very easily picked up. For instance, if I want to detect someone talking, if I'm lucky, I can do it from 30 meters. Maybe a bit more if it's a very very low noise environment, but uh, but a drone we could probably pick it up from 700 meters away. I think the image I showed you was 500 meters away. It was clearly identifying the drone, but there's no way to see it. Not not with the imaging equipment that we were using at the time. Uh, let's talk about your company for a second. Insight Acoustics, where you're chairman and you're kind of leading the go-to-market strategy uh, around the technology. How do you see the technology fitting within the market ecosystem? Well, there's several very interesting applications. Uh, first of all, security applications, where there's and there's the advantages of basically dealing with uh, with dangerous situations and basically handling them faster, safer, and for the benefit of the community. That's a given. Um, others could be on a more enterprise and marketing or uh, uh, applications, for instance. I mean, when you go to a casino and you said 17 red and the, and the guy heard 19 red. Now, I, I apologize. Maybe it should be 18 red. I don't play the, the roulette. But uh, basically being able to get a verbal consent, a confirmation of what was the bet could be very, very a, a beneficial when there'll be a dispute between the person putting the bet and the dealer who heard the bet and, and basically acted on it, like or hit me on a blackjack table and so on. That's one example. I mean, think about it. When you call your bank or you call your um, your mobile operator or your cable provider, a lot of the times you'll get a pre-recorded message saying this call is being monitored for service-oriented uh, issues or for training. The same goes here, but now you can do it in open environments. So you will not use this at your 7-Eleven check-in desk. It's too small uh, a sale to make it interesting, but you know what? Maybe in the airports at your check-in desk, uh, so you won't be arguing with the with the with the with the flight attendants once you missed your your flight because you did not hear to their advice to that it's going to take 40 minutes to cross the security check-in. Or when they told you that this luggage probably will, they will not, won't let you take it as a carry-on because the plane is full and you insisted that you want to take it with you. And then on the gate, you're arguing that you got permission to bring it on board. All these issues could sit, basically CRM issues could be handled very nicely with audio, uh, with audio cues. And not, you know, sometimes you can use, we've been trying to use Google uh, text-to-speech to basically, uh, carry on the audio feeds that we're using and we're getting levels of up to 90% accuracy but you don't need that accuracy even because basically what you don't you don't have to listen to someone to understand what he's saying to get very interesting data for instance what language are they speaking and it doesn't have to be for security purposes it could be for service for instance people from uh, walking into an airport terminal speaking in Spanish, and now you, uh, because the, the, the system picks up that they're speaking in Spanish, now all the signs, the digital signs can turn up and be in Spanish. 
to help them guide them on their way to to the customs and the, and the passport control, for example. If you take, for instance, our solution, combine it with speakers, with a PBS system, you can now have a two-way communication solution in open, in, in an open environment. Being able to address someone in distress, even if nobody's there, I mean, no ground, no, no, police have, will take maybe a few minutes to arrive. Again, the, the possibilities are as far as, as the imagination can go. Yeah, one of the things on the committee, we have a broad, <clears throat> a broad base of vendors, access control video, uh, intercom, uh, uh, analytics, and, and, and your technology as well. Um, that vendor ecosystem, um, what you're suggesting is whether it's an intercom or a microphone or a video surveillance company, you're suggesting this level of clarity, uh, reach, uh, 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 helping to fill out the whole view of a contextual situation, this idea of um, your technology informing, in a sense, these devices, you believe that that is, uh, that is timely right now. You think the market is ready for that. Look, there's several players in the, in that forum that have many more years than us in the business. I mean, they've been around for, for a long time. They have a very nice uh, offering and they're doing very well. And, in, and I think that we fit in very nicely within their ecosystem as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, what we're, bring, what we're specifically bringing into the market now is basically an option to better interact between audio and, and uh, current monitoring solutions. When you're talking about access control, I think solutions like LaRue and others, I mean, access with, them, with, with having a microphone at a specific location that you know specifically where you want. I mean, you don't need our system for that. Uh, we're an overkill. Uh, but when you want to do, uh, and you know, they, maybe they do have even a better job than us. I hope not, but there's a good chance. Uh, but when you're talking, uh, taking a large area of coverage and you want to basically be able to pick up a conversation at every point or every sound source, I mean, it doesn't have to be a conversation. It could be, you know, identifying the signature of a, of a car, if it's electric or combustion. You know, in Europe right now, it's a big issue. Some of these zones are... Are, uh, are basically close to combustion engines to try and help the environment and have a greener city. Uh, but the cars are the same car. Try picking up uh, an electric car or a combustion engine car using video analytics. If you don't get the audio, t- the tag specifically of the model, there's no way for you to identify the, the differentiations between the cars. An acoustic signature does that. And, if, and when, you're, when you're able to basically cover a whole area, and not miss any scene happening. Maybe you miss it in real time because you did not choose to listen to a specific location or you did not choose the right triggers at that time. Uh, but you can always go back in any time and just choose the object of interest and create an audio feed for that specific uh, location and time. It, it, it basically allows you to operate audio the same way you're operating video. It's very, very similar to a megapixel camera, if you think about it. 
megapixel camera is basically you see something of interest in the in horizon you press on it with your mouse you click on it it magnifies it and now you have a better perception visually of that specific object we're the same real time or forensic you see an object of interest you press on it and now you have an audio feed coming from that i i just love that i just love that uh, that breakthrough that uh, you start with hearing with your eyes and then you move to the whole idea of megapixel audio, if you, if you will. Uh, I love that image and that vision for the future. What are your hopes that SIA and this working group can achieve over the next year? I think the biggest hurdle is educating the market. And you remember you said it's the tool that counts the way you use it that makes the difference so yes everything can be used uh, in a menacing way or in a positive way acoustics can create a real difference in the way we're doing things and it's so simple by the way to restrict and block anything that would be conceived is harmless if it's to privacy or if it's to uh, security or any any other issue. Um, it's only a matter of how you implement these solutions. Uh, so our biggest, biggest uh, challenge is basically educating the market, uh, showing them benefits of what can be achieved. Because uh, there's no doubt in my mind that anybody who has the chance to watch a TV program with the sound on, after he's been watching it was basically totally muted, he will not need me to convince him why he needs it. He will, not, he will not understand how he was listening to that channel mute until now. It made sense to him because that's all, that's all he knew. But basically, once you open your ears to this option, I don't think you'd want to go deaf again. And this is why this has been a great conversation. Security is about to get a voice and uh, is about to see uh, and here with your eyes. Uh, this has been a great conversation with the chairman of Inside Acoustics, Alan Blankstein. Alan, thanks again. Thank you for having me. It is, yeah. it is, it is, it is.